Welcome back to the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. Miami buys happiness. Everything buys happiness. Anyways, <laughs> shout out the subscribers. Love you guys. You guys are running the fucking numbers up. Shout out the haters. We also love you I guys. I love the keep haters. It, guys. Keep, it, keep it moving. I love you guys like, so much. subscribe, do the fucking duties. You guys already know what it is. Uh, listen, we got a fucking banger of a guest today. A dude that we've been trying to get on for a while. We finally made it happen, funny enough, in Miami and not in Toronto. Um, but that's just how things go. Aaron Spivak, the founder of Hush Blankets, correct? Am I right? Co-founder. Co-founder. Yeah. Co- watch out. Yeah, the partner's Ooh. watching right now, bro. <laughs> co-founder. Partner's your co-founder. Co-founder of Hush Blankets, thirty under thirty, Forbes legend. You know how, dude? I'm gonna. I'm just <laughs> Don't make me you. start going through the accolades, eh? Like we're gonna be here all fucking day. We only got an hour, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, man. Welcome to the show. We're uh, we're excited <laughs> to have man. you. I'm happy to be here. This is gonna be awesome. No, it's cool. We, uh, you know what? I came. I actually came across you um, through um, Lewis from Giro. Oh yeah, so he was just like uh, we, we were doing some work with him f- uh, from our creative agency, and he had mentioned you guys and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, I just like classic me, just lurking on the gram, <laughs> hush blankets. I found you, saw your partner, whatever. Saw you were in Toronto, so I hit you up. Um, but yeah, man, it, before I talk too much, I'm curious. Like, give us the rundown. Hush blankets. How did it start? Was it your first venture? What were you doing before? Give us, give us the rundown. Give the story. I, I mean, we can, we can, it can be a long one. Or <laughs> <laughs> we can be a short okay, let's one. Start, let's start with the, the beginning of Hush. Let's yeah. start with yeah, the beginning okay, of Hush. Start. So, yeah, we, we, I mean, I was that, that lemonade stand, like on the corner, like my mom would knit me hats in grade five. I'd sell them for like 30 bucks to people. Yeah, I mean, we'd put, you know, like I was, but I never thought of myself like an entrepreneur. I just, I, I grew up in a way where I always felt bad taking money from my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt guilty. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if that's probably what they did, but, you know, <laughs> I just felt guilty. So I was like, hey, like, you know, if I want to buy, I'm sick of the PB&J in my lunch. Like, if I want to get go to the calf and, and buy, like, I got to do it. I got to mm-hmm. figure it out. So I would just do these little things. And um, I knew I had a little bit of a knack for it when grade eight, when... <laughs> We you know the proms, you know, and then the <laughs> yeah. bu- and, and the buses come, yeah. and we we all go to this girl's house to do the pictures, like everything. We're all outside, no bus. It's oh, like you, we're like, yo, where's the bus? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're all freaking bus, out. Bro. Where's the bus? <laughs> no, then like full on panic ensues. The girl's dad didn't want to give the credit card. He didn't want to take liability. It made sense. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is such an opportunity because next year there's going to be another prom. And their bus isn't going to show up because yeah. no father. I mean, I wouldn't put my credit card down no, for, for a bunch of kids. kids. Nah, fuck that. 100%. It's insane. Yeah. So grade nine hits. I'm like new to this high school and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go and join like the prom committee and I'm going to organize the bus. Okay. Cool. So I organized the bus. I end up doing like five, six buses and, you know, the bus cost me a thousand bucks. I'd sell it to the kids for three or whatever it was. And I'm like starting to make thousands of dollars and I'm grade nine and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm rich, yeah, <laughs> you know, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I scale? You know, like yeah. I need more. How do yeah. I scale? Like grade nine, how do I scale? <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Like I need more, right? Yeah. So, and I figured I'm like, I can only get into so many committees, like, but I'm like, there's one thing that there's, there's, there's I realized there was three things that people didn't want to deal with. One, no one wanted to put their credit card down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, it was weird guys on the phone. You know, like you call these companies. He's yeah. like, oh, what do you want? You know, give me your money. It, it's just, it was so scary. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, what? And then the last thing was principals didn't want drunk kids showing up to prom. Okay. Yeah. And where do kids drink? They drink on the bus. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, there's the play. I was going to go to every principal and be like, hey, you choose my bus company. I'll make sure nobody drinks. We have a guy on all the buses. Mm-hmm. And... 
we'll make sure they show up, no deposit, and you know, best price. Yeah. And then every single um basically at one point we were doing seventy percent of the proms in the city. Come on. I was getting death threats from uh from like all the limousine companies. The, competi- and stuff. the competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, like yeah. one guy like showed up to like my house and Stop. he's like he thought it was my dad, right? My dad's like, What is this? And he's like, Oh, I'm here for the We Party Bus guy and he's like Guy's 15 years old. What do you want from him? <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy. It, we ended up doing all the way until uh, I think grade 12, and then I ended, did it for a few years after. And then I, I just handed it off. It was just it was nuts. Yeah. But that's when I realized that uh, it wasn't so much for business; it was just kind of solving problems for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I really wanted to do: just take care of people. Like I had the best buses. I had DJs on the bus at one point. Unreal. Like it was everything. We had champagne yeah. waiting <laughs> for them. Like we organized in a way where they didn't drink to prom, but they were able to drink to the after prom. Which yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then that's where it kind of snowballed, and I was like, "Oh my god, I really like this. Mm. You know, it's fun." Yeah. 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 And then once start, once anything becomes fun, like this podcast, like once <laughs> it becomes fun, just fucking great. Yeah. You're rolling. You, you're sleeping. You're, you're sleeping. You're waking up. You're like, well, "I have an idea. I have this." You're always in the notes, yeah. right? So, yeah. I think that's kind of the start of it. Okay. And then you know, I actually started um, a juicing business. Okay. After that, with my family. And we oh, would, right on. and it's called yeah, it's called Revitalized Sides. It's yeah, in, I see you posting it. Oh, yeah. yeah, we know, we know right. Yeah, yeah, it's in Woodbridge or, yeah, or Thornhill, yeah. different yeah. locations, and oh. that was a crazy. That's a long story. I'm not gonna go into it. Yeah, but yeah. It, long story short, um, my my family was interesting. You know, my parents my parents are immigrants. We came with nothing. My mom had a moment of like seven or eight years when she just killed it. Yeah, and like so. I always tell people I've seen dirt. And like I, I've seen I've seen the top. Yeah, but then I've also seen she lost it all in one day. Wow, right? legal change gone. So yeah. yeah, business out. So like, wow. my family's in a tough spot, and we're we're juicing in our house, like in the garage. People wow. knocking on the door, like, "Hey, can I get some?" It was weird, man. Like 2013, wow. like I had a cash register. And you know, when people you people would go into people's house. You sit on the like the thing beside the door. You take yeah, your shoes yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't do that at my house because there's a cash register. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm joking. That's so people just coming in, you're just chopping juices. Well, this is this is 2013. Yeah, wow. the healthiest thing to get. In Toronto is a subway sub. Of course. And now we know that's plastic, right? Yeah. So it's like, I was gonna that's say 2013. There's fucking that's probably the only juice that was around at that time. That's it. Yeah. There's, wow. there's nothing, right? So one guy to the next, and it was just word of mouth, and we were just kind of like it, it was getting to a point where people knocking on my door, like, "Hey, can I get a juice? Can that's I get a juice?" Crazy. Client? And we were juicing. It was it was cr- my like my room had like like apples and oranges, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what? Arm in his room. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there was nowhere to keep it. Like yeah, you know, yeah. all my brothers, uh, they were all working jobs. They all quit. My brother quit professional hockey. We came back. All live in one house because wow. we had to make it happen, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then we didn't take it that seriously. We were like, okay, we're making a little bit of money. And then my dad got a stroke, Dumb. and you know, like so, we went from like a little bit of income to like zero income household now. Wow. So then. You know, things are really real, like yeah. immediately. Uh-huh. So that's when we were like, oh my God, we need to scale this. We need to get out of this house. Yeah. So, you know, never opening up a store before, have no idea like what goes into it. We do like the whole, like, you know, Excel. We all do the yeah, Excel. Yeah, the classic. <laughs> like we need a hundred grand. Yeah. So we worked the whole year in my house, like saving every penny, like living on scraps. We save up a hundred grand. We're like we're good to go. We're going to go open up this store. We start building the store. We realize... It's way more than 100. Grand. Yeah, we need 300. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah, you know. So I remember like sitting on the curb and and we like crowdfunded from like all of our friends and we're like, you know, it's gonna be really hard to get another 100 grand from one guy, but we can call 100 people and ask for 1,000. Yeah. So like our whole community, like all our friends and family, were like, wow. whatever they can give, you know. Like the store is almost built. We just need mm-hmm. to finish it. Yeah. We finished the store and we opened up uh, with one day like worth of cash flow. Wow. 
Holy fuck. <laughs> you guys are insane, dude. You guys are it's crazy, insane. It's crazy. You know, wow. we, most people were like six months minimum. Of course. Yeah, we were yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah. We're like, yo, if we don't sell the fridge. <laughs> tomorrow we can't open. We, we, yeah. <laughs> we can't buy the fruits. Dude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, we're done. And uh, we were just super fortunate. Like that whole year, we were able to build up a little bit of customer base. We sold out on day one and it yeah. just snowballed from there. And then that's when I knew that uh, if that I cared so much about like the end consumer, like even in the party bus, even this, like I got so much joy out of seeing people enjoy it. Yeah. Just like this podcast, right? Someone's yeah. like, yo, that was an amazing, like that's your joy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's when I realized I'm like, I've like, I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to serving the people. The feeling, that feeling. Yeah. Right? And then like a couple years later when I met Lior, um, I was like really fascinated by what's going on online. And he was like, we had like 80 employees at one point Holy and I was, fuck. I was working like 5am to like, I was just, I was nuts. I was fully yeah. obsessed. I quit hockey, quit school. I quit everything. I'm like, this is it. And I saw this guy with my partner, Lior, do what I was doing by himself. Wow. Like, yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and I remember like, you know, like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> when oh, he's when like, he's like, show me the 70K. <laughs> <laughs> show me you make 70K right now. I quit my job. Yeah, yeah. exactly pretty much what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's showing me, I'm watching and I'm like, you show me this right now. And like, we're going to do something together. Yeah. And he's like, turns his computer and I'm like, okay, this is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's when I really understood the scale of what the internet can have. Yeah. Like yeah. we have to like if we want to scale, we gotta open up a store. Of course. Right? Like we wanna enter the Woodbridge market, we have to open up a store in Woodbridge. Yeah. Like that's money, that's risk. So much to just like online, it's like I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. It can be yeah. everywhere. I can yeah. be anywhere. It's yeah, a yeah, website, exactly. that's it. Yeah. So that's when, you know, that interest came to be, came to be. And then a few years into our friendship, uh, we saw the opportunity to you know, we saw their huge demand for weighted blankets. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna order them. And then I, they they arrived and then they realized these were awful <laughs> they were like um like bean bags you know like the in high school the bean bags like, yeah yeah, yeah. they're just a massive bean bag didn't <laughs> like so like the way it would all be on your toes that your toes fall asleep like you, you wake <laughs> up you have like no blood in your feet it's crazy Holy fuck. and people were they were selling thousands of them yeah and that's when we were like you know what if we make a real one like one that's big one that's one that's beautiful place your duvet the weights just dis- they disperse properly mm. and then we launched uh we said you know what I'm working all day. He's working all day, but we can commit like seven, seven, six, seven o'clock at night till two a.m. every day. Yeah, and we committed to it. And we, I would do like six a.m. at the store till two or three. I would eat, work out, and then five, six, seven. I'd go to his place, and we'd work till two in the morning for like a full year. The grind, bro. Wow, <laughs> that's Holy. the fucking grind. So like, you didn't you didn't really do anything in school that had anything to do with this, you know. <laughs> So I, I went to York. Okay. Right. Classic. <laughs> I, went to, Classic. I went to York because uh, I wanted to play hockey. So I was playing hockey at York and I was like doing, I was opening the store until like two or three, I'd go, like we, we'd skate from three to five and then I would do the night classes, like seven till 10. Okay. Right. And then when I met Lear, Lear was already dropped out mm-hmm. and every day he'd be like, hey, like, what'd you learn at school today? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just blast that. I love that though. I love that. You know, and I was in, I was in like a, a, like the business program and in my head I was like, I'm doing business and I'm learning it. So I'll be able to apply it like immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were doing a crowdfunding course and I signed up for this course. I paid extra because it was at Schulich. Okay. It was the crowdfunding course and I was preparing my Kickstarter at the same time. So for me, I'm like, this is perfect. I'm literally doing a crowdfunding campaign and I'm learning about it, like amazing. And then the second day, it was the first day of class, right in September, I walk in, I'm so fired up, like I'm ready to go. I'm like, I have this 
campaign I'm working on. Like, this is going to be amazing. I go to this, this prof after, and I'm like, hey, I'm fired up for this class. Yeah. Do you have any campaigns that you ran that I can look at? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm building something. Out. I want to see, like, what you did. Yeah. Draw inspiration. Stop. He looks me dead in the face, and he goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you just... I just paid four grand for this course. <laughs> He's like, I never did this before. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. Like I run, I used to work for an oil company. Jesus Christ. And I remember like that day I went right to, um, right to like, right to the admin office. And I'm like, I, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm getting rocked here. Crazy. We say that all the time. It's like the, the, the same people teaching you and chances are they don't have much experience in that field. Right. It's tough. Cause things move so fast. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And like, to, to get curriculum changed or get someone in that position who's actually done it and experienced for years, they're not even going to do that anyways because they're probably going to tell you this isn't the place to learn how to do that, especially when it comes to business. Like, dude, I don't know. I didn't go to school. I know you did. I didn't even bother. Yeah. But uh, If I could go back, I wouldn't go, though. But business <laughs> is like one of those things where I feel like it's just experience. Like, you just got to fucking well, do it. Well, like, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, you clearly have experience before you even got into the blanket industry, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you had a lot of pressure on you too, right? With the family business. Yeah. Right? Like that that seemed like it was a lot Sink of pressure. Swim. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like that, like I know when I'm under pressure personally, it brings the best out of you at times, right? And would you attest that pressure to any of your success? 100%. Like, you know, there's the burn your boat saying like, yeah. I remember sitting on the curb, like this is like, what must have been 2013. I mean, like me and my brothers are all sitting on this curb, like, trying to like figure out like what part of the build we can like my brother learned how to drywall wow yeah we can save 10 grand just yeah. youtube let's go yeah right <laughs> long i mean probably wasn't the best idea but <laughs> walls falling down, <laughs> leaning tower pizza like, we were we were sitting like what are we gonna do and yeah thinking to ourselves like like there's there's only one way here yeah and like that mentality can be brought to everything mm-hmm. and you know, that's why, like, when people are like, oh, you've got side hustles, you've got other things going on. Like, yeah. what happens when those things start to do better? Yeah. And then your attention start Like, it's it's a dangerous play to have plan Bs, Cs, Ds, and, like, True. It's, it's super dangerous. It works for some people. Of course. I've seen it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Full like, attention. Like, yeah. Like, if <laughs> I remember, I remember this. Um, I signed up for this mastermind e-com because I wanted to get, I wanted to learn e-com. So I'm like, I got to learn. I got to learn from the best. And this guy was showing us his lifestyle. He was traveling. He was doing all these amazing things. And then I met him and he's like, you know, if you want to be like, like, you know, he's one of those, I want to be like me, you know, you got to do all these things. And and I, and I looked at him like straight in the face and I'm like, um, actually I can smash you. And he's like, he's like, oh, what makes you think that? I'm like, because you just explained your lifestyle. Yeah. You're, you're doing all these different things. Yeah. So if I just do this and you've, you have how many kids? He's like, I got four kids. I said, you spend time with them? Goes, of course I spend time with my kids. I'm like, yeah. when? He goes, yeah, I get home five, six o'clock. I spend time with them. I'm like, then you go to sleep? He goes, yeah. I'm like, so that's six to 12. I do that every single day. Yeah. And that's then we crazy. compound them over the year. I smash you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> it's true. true. It's Straight true. up. Right. So Straight if it's up. like, if you're doing other things, great. Yeah. But if you're actually in the race, mm-hmm. it's tough to compete. Because yeah. guys, guys, like now, I'm even noticing, like, if I travel too much, I feel it. 
yeah, like guys, guys catching up. Guys and are shit. crushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so. someone's someone's always chasing you, bro. No matter <laughs> no matter if you're in third place, you got fourth, fifth, sixth on you. If you're in first, you got second, third, fourth. Right. No, I see that, and I and I agree. I I I get I get the side hustle thing, but like mm-hmm. you said, if you're going all in on something, go all in on it. Stop looking for like other fucking bro. I gotta do this on the side, make a couple thousand. Like even with the like you said with Plan B, Plan C, Plan D, I feel like that just instills comfort in the person you know like okay if i if this doesn't work out like it's all good you know but i'm the same as you like i don't want that i just want to i just want to plan a that's it depends on what your why is like of course like, yeah like, why, like you know why do you do what you do where do you seek joy right so like for for me like i i'm a little, a little bit crazy but like i respond to almost every single review we get right mm-hmm. like with hush we got one hundred ninety-five thousand customers now we're wow. getting uh you know hundreds of reviews uh, a day a week you know yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not responding to all of them now, but I'm responding to like five ten every day. Yeah. I'm in it, yeah. right? Like I see that's where I get my joy from. Right? Someone's like, "Oh, I haven't slept in years." Like I'm like, "Boom!" Like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Right. And we launch a new product, and I'm like, I'm waiting for the review. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, "Oh, how many did you sell?" I'm like, "Wait, like, <laughs> what if people don't like it?" You know. Yeah, yeah. So that's where like you seek the joy, and of mm-hmm. course, there's like you got to run a business. You of know, course. The economics need to make sense, but everyone has their thing. Yeah. Know, what they want to do, and once you know it, then you can feed it. Hundred percent. And once you feed it, then then it's tough to it's tough to compete with someone who's doing what they want to do. Yeah, and it's you true. love it. It's right? true. So I, I want to talk about hush now. Yeah. So you you guys birth it, you bring it to life. Um, I know Dragons Den comes along and all mm-hmm. these things. So walk us through that because I'm very curious to hear. So we, <laughs> I mean, January 2018, we launched the site. Right? Yeah. Like on my you know, my partner's couch, we're just you know we launched the site and then like cool, you know, didn't really invest much. I think I was like photoshopping images, like nothing too crazy. Um, We had a sample that we liked. Like we finally, it took like maybe about a month, two months to go back and forth to the supplier to get like what we thought was special. And then, you know, the supplier's like, hey, it's, you know, we we didn't want to drop ship. So Mm -hmm. if you're a drop shipper listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) But we didn't want to drop ship for so many reasons. I I didn't want... A customer to receive a yellow taped from China box, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's just there's something about it, It you know, like there's a lot about it, there's a lot about it, yeah, you know. So I didn't want that. We wanted it like fast with shipping, wanted to compete, we wanted to be on Amazon, Um, but it was a hundred grand, eighty to one hundred, eighty US, about a hundred grand Canadian to Mm -hmm. get that first PO, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I I don't have that, Mm -hmm. yeah, right, and he's like, I gotta, like, I could, but it's kind of risky, like, and then. We were like, why don't we launch pre-order on our site? See how it goes. And we launched. We set up. We spun up like some Google ads and stuff. We launched and make one sale. We're like high fiving, fist bumping, like yeah, huge yeah. thing. Next day, three sales, right? Okay. And I'm like, dude, we're going for dinner. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we probably spent more on that <laughs> dinner than we made, right? And then it's two, it's three, it's five, it's consistent. And I think after like a month. Um, we're like, hey, we we need to get we need we need places to order. We need you know we need to service the customers. So we put all our eggs in, we dumped all mm. our whole bank accounts again uh, <laughs> into this into yeah, huge this risk, business. huge risk, massive yeah. risk. Yeah. Never ordered from China before. Like, mm-hmm. didn't really understand much about it. And then we scaled it. It was like. At one point, we were like, if we can only sell 20 a day, yeah. like Ferraris, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> we're fucking cruising, boys. You do, you do the math, right? You're like, yeah. you know, just, like, you, you just you make up these stupid goalposts, right? And, you know, we, we were like 12, 15, 18, 20 a day. And then June hits, our stuff arrives, one sale, zero sales a day. 
and we're panicking. Wow. Like, What's going on? I don't understand. We're just making 15. It was, we were doing all these things right. August hits, zero sales for like four days, maybe one sale a week. And so my partner matched me and he's like, hey, like I'm, I'm not interested in a seasonal business. I can't operate. Like, it's just not something I'm passionate about. I want to always have action. Mm. So I'm like, hey, wait, like let's not give up. Let's ask them. So I called and emailed, like I think we had like maybe 1,500 customers by then. Called and emailed every single one of them. And I'm like, hey, why wouldn't you buy a Hush in the summer? Yeah. And every <clears> single <throat> person was like, well, I love it. But I'm sweating. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. hot. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're like, what do you mean it's so hot? It's like it's it's 30 degrees outside, and you give me this warm, heavy blanket. Like it's, I'll put it back on in the winter. And every single one of them was like, if you had a cooling one, I would use it. And we mm. were like, oh Bing. my god, <laughs> yeah. There's no cooling blanket. So we found this one guy selling a cooling blanket. We bought it. We realized he just colored it blue. It's the same Stop. blanket. <laughs> so, so that's when we were like, you know, we can develop a fabric that cools you. Uh, and we finally did it. I think it took us like two months to do it. And then the manufacturer comes back. So you got to buy a massive amount of yarn. If we're going to weave your own fabric that's not on the shelf. You got to buy a ton. Wow. And we couldn't afford it. So then January of 2019, we prepare for this Kickstarter. Yeah. And then we launched that in March as the world's first cooling weighted blanket. And it did a million and a half in 30 days. Just wow. a top 10 Canadian campaign of all time. Damn. Uh, still to this day, actually. And then that really transformed our entire business. Of course. Because now course. we weren't competing with weighted blankets. We were in a category of our own. Yeah. And that fabric still till today, like our Ice 2.0, like it's in our sheets, it's in our pillows, it's on top of our mattress. Like people love uh, what we created there. That's crazy. And then we spun that into Dragons then. Nice. Okay. Um, we were able to go on there because the first question is, oh, I've seen these classic ones everywhere it's like yeah but have you seen this cooling one mm-hmm. and they were like Psh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. so and then we expanded the sizes so like we went king queen 35 pounds like things that weren't seen before in the market yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a 35 pound blanket like that's that's crazy yeah it's, it's pretty fucking <laughs> we went glass beads instead of like we really just we went nuts um and then once dragon's den aired at the end of 2019 like the business doubled overnight and <sighs> it was just you're waking up in your blanket like Jeez, what the fuck just <laughs> we happened? Threw like, last a, like a viewing party, like in, in a distillery district. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but at some point, I think people from the street were coming in. <laughs> nice. Like, I remember, like, what, like, I think it was a girl or a guy, like, she didn't, like, she didn't know who I was. She, like, walked in. She's like, I heard you get free drinks here. And I'm like, <laughs> like sure. wait a second, what's going on? There's way too many people here. And, um, like, that night, I remember, uh, like, right after the episode, I look at my phone and I go to Leo, I'm like, hey, there's, there's no, there's no sales. Like, this was, like I thought we were gonna get a little bit of traffic, and he goes on his computer like, at this bar, and he's like, "Dude, the site crashed. Fuck. Too much traffic." Yeah, it was just it was insane. Uh, business like we never sold a hundred in one day. Yeah, we were, like, 150 that night. Wow. And it was just we thought it would be like a little bit of like a moon and a drop. Yeah. It's just been it's been propelling ever since. It's really Damn. Like, so fucking Dragon's Den really got that fucking power, eh? How did you prepare for that, the Dragon's Den? I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it does for some. It yeah. does for some. We, we had a unique episode. True. Um, we were the first pitch in 14 seasons to ever increase our valuation on the den. Wow. So we came in asking for 10% for 400K. We left with 8% for 400K. So we added an extra half a million bucks for our valuation. And Holy shit. And then we had like, that's ballsy, bro. I love that. <laughs> it was like a bidding war, right? Everyone yeah. was in and we were like pinning them up against each other. Yeah. So, yeah, did you you guys close the deal with somebody? On the show, yeah, you shake hands. Yeah, but 
No. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we've asked someone before and they said the same thing. Who did we ask before? We were talking to somebody that's been on there too. Oh, we were Michael Weckerly. We we're talking to Weckerly about it. No, but there was someone else that was like, yeah, we made a deal and then off. We didn't. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. anyways whatever. So, okay. So, you guys did a deal. Who'd you do the deal with on the show? So, we did it with Lane Merrifield, like Club Penguin. Yeah. Yep. yeah and yeah. then Jim, Boston Pizza. All right on. Okay. Um, and you speak to them after. Like, there is a process you go through. Um, yeah. But... It didn't really make sense for us because we got such a benefit out of the show, which doesn't really happen um, for most people. Like most people get a little bit of an uptick, but uh, people really connected with us. Like we launched our give back program and we donate one in 10 of everything we sell. Like wow. we donate millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Wow. Um, like we just, we just did like, I think uh, like $750,000 uh, just in January worth wow. of stuff. Um, Jeez, man. We donate a ton. And who, what do you, who are you donating to? So the, the origin story is that we're like Lior came across this weighted blanket when he was volunteering at a camp that like supports children's with like different needs. Okay. So they had this like simulation room where kids go in and like relax and chill nice. and go to sleep, whatever. And he would go there and there was this weighted pad. He loved it. That's where he discovered like he's like, dude, this is amazing. We just need to make it bigger and like work, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um so we gave back to like originally it was just charities like that. Okay. And like organizations like that. And then it just expanded. Like, you know, we we load up like a big U-Haul truck. We'll rip Toronto. We'll we'll donate to guys on the streets. That's like, beautiful, bro. We'll do everything, you know? That's like, awesome. All over Canada. I think we're part of like, uh, I forget what it's called, one, one of these organizations okay. uh, that has like a thousand charities under them. So we like cool. give it to them. They disperse Just, it. Yeah. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot. I want right to ask about your role in the company at the beginning and even the synergy with your partner, how, how you guys work together and how that partnership worked and kind of how you grew into it and, and what your role is now for the company. That's a good question. So the thing that actually makes it work so beautifully is that our our values are very much the same, but our skills are way different. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like how it's got to be, yeah. yeah. Like, he's very technical. Like, you know, like, the site, like just that example, like, the site wasn't working. Yeah. I'm looking at him. Like, Leroy, the site's not working. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. give me a sec, you know? Yeah. So he's very technically sound. Uh, he comes from a, a software background. Like he, sold, he started a software company and sold it. Right, um, so he's he's understands... Uh, how software is, how, how things are supposed to work. Okay. And he's very simple about things. I can get very complicated. I'm very emotional. Yeah. So like I f I'm like all about talking to the customers and feeling them and what do you mean you don't like the pillow? Yeah. And why? And you know, yeah. like I'm I'm all up in I come from the physical product space, yeah, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I sell you a juice, I'm watching you drink it. Yeah. Right? I want to <laughs> I want to see <laughs> the reaction. At the person. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you don't like it? Yeah. You know? So um we're polar opposites in that way, but our values are the same. We want to mm. take care of people. We want to build something great. We want to do something beautiful. Um, so it works in that sense where, you know, you know, he was always on the site and I was always on the product and, and the customer facing. So, you know, as we expand, you know, I, I had a little bit of, of, um, you know, had 80 employees at Revita. So I understood hiring, firing, building teams, stuff like that. I played hockey my whole life. So like, you know, understanding taking a lesser role in some cases and he comes from like having a few guys and you build something great with just a few guys. Yeah. So the very different, but both understand how things are supposed to work. So um that was kind of our role. But we did everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yes. that. you have we're to at the beginning. Running the ads, we were we were creating the content, the socials, the product development, the website, the photography. Like we bought a cannon. I'm like, let's let's do it. You know, like sick. I messaged girls in the building saying who wants to go down to the we rented the the, the lobby the whatever. lobby or yeah like the yeah, whatever yeah. one of the rooms and yeah. I'm like who wants to bring your pajamas we need to do <laughs> you know we need to do it like, I can't we can't pay yeah. so you know let's do it and we cut our own videos we you know you wear every single hat so you just found the way yeah yeah 
I mean, there's no choice, right? Yeah. So, you know, we we had a we have a belief that still t- today, like we never want to be perfect. If we're perfect, we're screwed. True. Yeah. We, we just want to be okay. We yeah. Be okay. We won't be good. But like we gotta that. keep pushing, right? Speed is is everything. Things move, yeah. especially now. Oh my God, things yeah. are moving so fast, and we're we're a team at twenty five. And even like at twenty five, there's sometimes a bottleneck of things of slowing us down. Like, of course, it yeah, takes yeah. me three four days to do something now. Before it was like thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. So so many more processes and shit too. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Like what? I guess what is your official role in the business? Like what? I guess just co-founder. I mean, yeah, depends. I like, it depends how technical you want to get. Like, I mean, chief happiness officer, <laughs> love that. CEO. Like, neither neither of us actually wanted to. I guess be CEO because there's like there's like a little stigma around that. Yeah, like, you got to call the shots and stuff. But like, it's funny because a lot of our staff's been with us since day one. Like, our our team's been that's awesome. Um, like, we don't we don't turn too much. Like, we're very intertwined with them. Like, we we really love each and every one of them. Like, there's a real relationship there yeah. so it's gotten to the point where they know like if there's an issue they know if they're coming to me they're going to him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what do, so. what do you think what do you think the reasons are behind you being able to keep your team for that amount of time and keep people on board and keep people believing what you guys are doing i think a lot of guys make promises yeah we all do yeah, yeah. right especially in the beginning um and those who keep it keep it going yeah right so you know you can you can sell someone the dream in the beginning hey you come in you know can't pay you whatever you want to get paid now because we're starting up. But yeah. you know, I promise you, when things go to here, yeah. I'm gonna give you this, this, and this. Right. So you kept your promises. We did. Yeah. yeah. We kept our promises. You know, we said, hey, you know, our our first year we did, I think six hundred, just under seven hundred thousand dollars in sales. Amazing. Um, our second year we did seven point eight million. Ooh, ten right? x. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten yeah. times, guys. Ten <laughs> times one year. So, and we had two employees. When you did yeah. the 10 times. Yeah. Wow. And one of them was support. And one of them was actually a um, family friend named Danielle who was still with us. That's awesome. And, you know, Shout she, out Danielle. Yeah. She came <laughs> like straight out of school and, you know, really took a chance on us. Like, mm. like she was, I mean, Lior were in, his, were in his second bedroom. She was in the den. Yeah. And her first day on the job, Lior's uh, dog ate her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, fuck this place. I'm out. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, That's like crazy. imagine, you know, going to some guy's condo yeah. downtown, traveling from Vaughn, 30 yeah. minutes, whatever, for, on, on a bus. So she did that, right? Wow. And, and she took a chance on us. But we always said, you know, we'd, you know, when things go here, like, this is where we're going to go with your role. And, you know, she's, she's become a killer for us, right? So I want to ask you, you just said you 10 times your business in one year in sales. Yeah. How? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, relax, like, no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want the, I don't want the recipe here. I kind of want the recipe, but was this the same year that Dragon's Den was happening and all yeah, these things were happening? It was a crazy okay, year. Okay. So we did, we, we launched the Kickstarter that year. Okay. Dragon's Den that year. And then we had a summer. Yeah. We had a nice product. So the year before we had no summer. So it was the first summer that you had it, the cooling blanket. Yeah. And it was, it was our, like, it was our first time understanding Christmas. Okay. So like true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we didn't understand like Black Friday. Yeah. Our first time around, we're like, what do you mean? It's gonna be twenty times more than anything else we've yeah. ever done. So yeah. we prepared differently. Um, but that's how we were able and then we you know, I was <laughs> I love I love talking to people. So I was like, Hey, you know, we can get in retail. Yeah. And we were like, How? I'm like, I was gonna we're gonna call them. Yeah. yeah. You know, how do you not want this product? Yeah. Um, so we, I was, we got a TJX, Sportcheck, you know, we're now we're in like 500 doors, but at one point that year mm-hmm. we were in a hundred doors. Um, wow. and, and you're just calling stores, just saying, Hey, 
yeah, I've got, you know, I've got data to show you that people want yeah. this product. True. You got the sales yeah, straight like, up. How do you, how would you not sell this? And they go, oh, I've heard of a weighted blanket. I'm like, yeah, but do you want like the Canadian one? And do you want the one that is going to go in Dragon's Den? Yeah. And like, you want to have that in stock when that show airs. Yeah. So it was an easy sell. But for us, our biggest issue actually up until this month, four years has always been inventory. Yeah. Okay, just now, holding enough inventory. Yeah. We, we were sold out for four years. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's sold out four years. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Where our majority of your customers? Would you say they're Canadian, American? Yeah, like s- almost eighty percent of our business is is in Canada. That's awesome. Yeah, we made a mistake that. the first year because ev- this is how everybody is, right? The U.S. is ten times bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every Canadian is just I want to go to the U.S. I yeah. want to go to the U.S. And I get that, right? Because the market is the market. But um, we made that mistake. We were doing well in Canada, and we were like, hey, if we can just do this in the U.S. 10 times. Of course. Like, Rarries. Yeah, 10x the business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it was, it was we were taking our profits from Canada and wasting them in the U.S. Okay. Because we didn't have it. And we took inspiration from a company that we saw, I forget the name, and, you know, they just became so Canadian dominant. And we're like, you know, why? I forget who we were, One of our mentors was like, why don't you just, like, do really well where you are and then try? Like, you, you mm-hmm. haven't owned anything yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, true. And then that's when we made the commitment. We're like, hey, we're going to really own Canada and really become household name and then take our learnings and try to replicate that in the U.S. So only now, I would say, like a little bit of last year and only now have we really started to grow in the U.S. But uh, yeah, keeping it Canadian. you have to focus, right? So we... I agree. I agree with that. Spread too thin. In the um, obviously, we have, a, we have a creative agency, so I'm interested to know how you were marketing the product at the beginning mm-hmm. and how that's changed over time. Yeah, I mean, originally it was... <laughs> okay. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> I love it. This right. is going to be crazy. So when we started, we started on data. Okay. So if, uh, this might not, number not be, might not be perfect, but let's just say there was 300,000 people searching for weighted blankets in Canada. Okay. Oh. Which is a lot. Yeah. Maybe that maybe a hundred thousand. Let's just say, th- I think it was 300,000. And there was like two people bidding on it. So these guys were making a killing. And I knew they were making a killing because they were always sold out. Yeah. They had to wait like four months to get one. Yeah. Um, so we started doing research and we're like, okay, it's tough to come in and just start bidding on those terms because the new guy always pays more. Yeah. So we came in and we started bidding on those terms and we're like, we want to make a certain amount of profit. And it was tough. We couldn't get position one because we wanted to make money. And then that's when Leo and I looked at each other. And we're like, wait a second. We've got other jobs. Why do, we don't need to be profitable. We just need to be number one. Yeah. Right. We need to break even. And then <laughs> we, so our biggest competitor lived in our building. Wow. Oh, shit. Okay. What the fuck are the chances of that, dude? That's crazy. <laughs> lived in our building. We see this guy in the gym. So that's crazy. You know, we see this guy in the gym just fucking <laughs> getting jacket like So we start doing the math. We're like, you know, his rent must be around this. Groceries might, must be around this. You know, his taxes. He needs to make a certain amount of profit to live. We don't. We've got other jobs. Yeah. So we ran at break even for. I would say like six months. Wow. Destroyed number one. <laughs> right um, on. It's amazing. Right. And then we're able to slowly but surely optimize and get profitable, more profitable, and more profitable to the point where we were number one still to this day and profitable. Yeah. Uh, and it forced a few of our competitors no longer exist. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do actually have to change their business and become like the, the cheaper the cheaper option. Yeah, wow. The cheaper version of you yeah. guys. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask like was when, just, yeah. when the first competitor came around and, and how you guys reacted to that. But 
we, we just kept improving the product. Yeah. So like every time we would improve the product, we'd increase the price to match that. Okay. Right. And then it's, you know, it would take six, seven months until the competitor would copy that iteration. But by then we're already working on the next one. Yeah. So we're always so, kind of two and, steps And when ahead. it comes to improving the product, you guys were just getting feedback. Like that was the main, that it's, was the main It's the source. easiest thing ever. Yeah. yeah like, sure. I think people like underestimate that as well. I mean, I, I, we were building this mattress for a year and a half. I called, you know, I had till nine till one o'clock every day for five months, 15 minute calls to customers wow. and say, Hey, what do you sleep on? What do you hate about it? What, what do you love about it? What do you, if you can build your own mattress, what would it have? Yeah. Mm. Right. And no one knows the technicalities. Like I, I just came from Orlando from a show. Like I'm watching these, the, the science of beds and I'm blown away. Yeah. I was blown away watching your fucking stories. I'm like, dude, these fucking coils and yeah. drop, you drop the metal ball and does it bounce? I'm like, it, it's fascinating. Yeah. Right. And then so I asked every single one of these masters manufacturers, I'm like, but what does the customer want? Mm. And they're like, oh, no, like, you know, da, 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 graphite, titanium. And I'm like, yeah. no, like, what, is, what does the customer want? They just want a good night's sleep. Yeah. But everyone defines that a little bit differently, right? People sweat. People sleep on their side, their back. They're like, you know, they have neck pain, back pain. They're, they don't want to feel their husband because he gets up to pee 10 times a night. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone has their thing, right? So for us, it was, we're going to build a mattress that people actually want that supports them. So, like, and that's how we do everything. Like, yeah. I saw pillows, like, two days ago from Italy, like, I've never seen pillows like this in my life. Oh, pillows from Italy. That sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. It was so tough. Like, yeah, it was like, and they, they do like the seat cushions for Ferrari and BMW. Like mm. these people are the, one of the best at foam. But I asked her, I'm like, what drew the inspiration of this beautiful pillow? And she's like, our designers. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, how do I know the customer wants this? Yeah. So True. that's how we do everything. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. All, cu- all just customer feedback. We're just right? community, right? Yeah. Like we've got a massive Facebook group. We send out emails and SMSs that are two-way. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna blast you and say like, hey, like you know, Ernesto, buy my stuff. It's like, yeah. hey, Ernesto, like, it's Aaron, what's up? Which people I, appreciate yeah. too. Like, they, they love that. Yeah. That's yeah. Sick. So we were able to have that two way community that, you know, people tell us sometimes our stuff sucks. Like, yeah. We have to change our pillow. No one's like, hey, it smells. It's okay. It's part yeah. of the. When did you When did you start opening opening up to different products? Um, I think it was it was our Kickstarter. So, Kickstarter has this really cool thing where after like the campaign is over, that's when actually people pay. Okay. So it's oh, all numbers cool. on a screen. Yeah. Right? Okay. So we can get into how people scam that stuff all the time. <laughs> of but course. It's just numbers on a screen. No one getting charged. They're pledging. They're saying, mm. hey, I'm going to give you money. Okay. That's why the numbers run up so fast. And um, at that point where it's like time to capture the payment, yeah, you can give something called like flex goals or like, you know, additions. Like, And we were like, what if we threw up sheets? Yeah, let's just cool. see yeah. people want right. It's, just, it's a pre-order, and we threw up ice sheets, same fabric, but we'd weave them into sheets, and it went off. We added like wow. a quarter million bucks, and we're Jeez. like, "Oh my god, people love sheets." That's yeah. amazing. So that was our first test, and we we did a horrible job with those first sheets, <laughs> but it really wove into what we have now, which is just like, like I always tell people, like, "You find me a better sheet, I'll buy it for you, no problem." I love that, but. Um, that came from a spinoff and then it was like, wait a second, what about pillows? And we launched a pillow and we sold 3,000 of them in 72 hours. Jeez. So, you know, we realized that people want us because they know that everything we launch, we care so much about. Yeah. Right? Like we, we put our name on the line. So, um, are you used to like this quick growth now every time you say something it's like yeah the next day we, we sold <laughs> 300,000 like are you getting used to that now or do you still get that satisfaction or that fulfillment because like that's that happens to people like maybe if they're lucky once in a lifetime 
And it seems yeah. like you're just like, yeah, okay, by tomorrow, 10 million, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? I just want to understand the mindset a little bit. It, it's, uh, I'm, I'm making it sound way easier. Yeah, of course, sure. of course. Um, but it was, to say we didn't plan for it to be that way, I would be lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when everything that's happened so far, we've planned for. Uh, yeah. Everything's in prep. Like, um, there's a there's a famous saying. Um, this guy named Jesse Itzer. You guys might know him. Or yeah, not. of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he I signed up for one of his like coaching things or whatever, and you know it's hard to grasp because he's just spitting so many things at you. But one thing that I've like always kept is he's like, no one's good enough to wing it. Yeah. Like he's nice. he's met incredible people, right? Like he's like, I haven't met a single guy on this planet that's good enough to wing it. Yeah, mm. and I realized I'm like, like we don't wing it. Yeah, like I, I plan the entire year in advance. Crazy, right? Like g- getting on this. Actually, if I were to show you after the show, like my like I've got a picture that looks kind of just like this, which is freaky enough. Yeah, come on. And we've been planning for like I've planned every year in my life for the last four or five years. Leo's done it for the last ten years. He can go back ten years and show you stuff that's in his life today that he planned ten years ago. I fucking wow. love that, bro. I that's actually love crazy. that. That's just manifesting your shit right there. I love that. That's crazy. Yeah. I have I have a question, a little bit off that topic. Sleep Country, the deal mm-hmm. with Sleep Country. How does that come to be? What does that yeah. look like for so you guys? What's in 2018, that when we launched, um, there's this company called Endy. Yep. yep, Endy. I'm sure yeah. you guys mm-hmm. know them. Great Canadian company. Uh, Leo and I are just super fans of the founders, Mike and Raj. So we were like always following them and. Uh, in 2018, they announced this deal, which is the largest e-commerce deal, I think, in Canadian history for yeah, like yeah, 90 yeah. million bucks. And Leo and I were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, the pie in the sky. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say it's easier to to believe in something when you see it. Yeah, right? true, and, of course. And we saw it. You yeah. know, it's like right there. So, you know, we said, you know, we're, we're going to grow this thing for three years. Um, and then we're either going to do a partnership or we're going to sell it. Mm-hmm. We said that in 2018. <laughs> and uh, we didn't know to who, yeah. but um, funny enough, Andy ended up selling to Sleep Country, so it kind of manifested in a weird way. But we, um, Leo and I, were pitching at a, at a con. I think it was this was the night Kobe died. So it was like Damn. 2020 January. Yeah, that was right before pandemic. Yeah. So we ended up doing like a fundraising. They called it Lions Den. Okay. <laughs> it was Dragons Den, but live, like 300 yeah. people in the crowd, oh, like a bunch of rich people. It was crazy. It was a pitching competition. And we just did it for the entertainment. And so we show up, we, you know, we show up in our onesies, we do the whole yeah. dancing on the stage, you know, the whole thing. We end up winning the contest. And then afterwards, it's like uh, everyone's shaking hands. And one guy comes up and says, like, You got to meet my friend. You got to meet my friend. Sure, we'll meet your friend. Yeah. Um, and then like pandemic hits, never end up meeting the friend, never end up coming into it. And that friend ended up being uh, at the time the president, the current CEO of the, com- of the company. Wow. And, um, you know, we, there was times where we were speaking like private equity guys that wanted to buy and, you know, all these different guys, you know, hey, we want to buy. And um, this, his name's Stu, one of, the, one of the most special people like I've ever met in my life. Yeah. And like we connected like instantly. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just, we were just friends for yeah. like a year. And he would uh, mentor us and, and we were just so like, you know, when you meet someone and you're like, there's like an energy. There's an energy. There's an energy. Right. Yeah. And, um, with no intention to sell or anything, yeah, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. the relationship just kept growing and growing and it got to the point where we wanted to work together and figure it out. And like a year and a half later, uh, we got to a point where we were able to execute a deal together. 
That's awesome. Um, and I mean, we're five months post deal now, and it's like what we Leo and I have learned has been like incredible. Like to have like, you know, I come from the space where we're like anti corporate because we're yeah. like startup and mm-hmm. not going to be a bank. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and to actually be included in it, um, it's real special. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's um it's it's like almost like someone in our lives now that we can like bounce off of and 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 use and you know it's it's key because now we're at a stage of growth where we need that yeah we need that little support and did did you you guys you didn't sell the whole business did you so it's weird uh we committed to selling the whole business okay yeah they bought 52 percent, and then they'll buy the remainder over the next three years or two nice deal now that's good that's good stuff yeah (laughs) that's good stuff do you guys do you guys plan to be involved the whole like like post sale, you guys gonna keep your positions? Like, what, what what's the That's goal? If you don't question. mind me asking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, t- it's tough to see like three years out. True, um, true. You know, but for us, it's like it's all about happiness. Mm. So, like, we we love we love what we're doing, and you know, a big part of the deal was you know we, we were speaking like private equity guys, and it was like stressful. Like, you leave a call and you're like, oh my god. They're gonna like put me in chains and like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become yeah. the graphic designer now. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be a lab rat. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. like it's really stressful, and you know, business isn't always beautiful. Like there's gonna be tough times, yeah. and when those tough times happen, um, bad relationships get exposed. Kind of like Corona, and everyone again divorced. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like, so facts, facts. <laughs> like, That's you, all, like nothing really changed. You just got exposed because it finally happened, right? Yeah. You can yeah. you can hide it like Casamoto every night. So like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you can't, so, you know, and, and we know that's going to happen at some point, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was really important for us to find people that we can actually have a relationship with and become an actual partner as opposed to like this person that judges owns us now. Yeah. Yeah. Some shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what we were really looking for. And ideally we'd, we'd love to stay like, you know, Hush is, Hush is my baby. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, it's probably your baby. Like it's yeah. tough, right? From the couch, bro. Yeah, from exactly. The from the couch. I'm, I'm curious, um, kind of just with where you guys are now. Um, and that whole, that whole situation, like what, what's some, and I'm actually asking this question a little bit personally, what's some <laughs> insight you have for somebody who, you know, maybe their business is growing and now they're finally, you know, getting, some some attention from some you know some VCs and some companies uh-huh. who might want to buy them out. Like, what's what, what advice would you give somebody in that position or who maybe is getting into that position? I mean, it, it depends, right? Like, it depends on what your why is. Mm. You know, for for us, it was there was a, there was a few things involved. Like, people ask you know why'd you sell, mm-hmm. right? What what was the point of that? You know, from a business perspective, we now have a partner that you know is one of the largest retailers in Canada. Yeah. They, they can help our business and help the business grow. So that right there was like, I want, I care more about the business than I do myself. So if the business can grow and be supported, I'm in. Mm-hmm. The second part is, was I wanted to take care of my family. Yeah. So taking some chips off the table, you know, I know my mom and dad, like, you know, they, they work, they take care of themselves now, but like, you know, it's a little bit scary, you know, yeah, like what she, you know, things, things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're happier now. Yeah. I haven't like, I, mean, I bought my mom a car, but yeah, I saw out, that. The green, <laughs> that's dope. Right? That's yeah. dope. Like outside of that, like I haven't like, like they're they're still living on their own. I haven't done anything financially for them, but just to know that if something were to happen, I can I can help them. Yeah, it makes me feel good. Of course, but it makes them feel good. Of course, right? Like it takes some stress. You know, my parents the security. Like, that's yeah, security. my parents are in their sixties. You know, yeah. like they don't need an additional stress. So, um, 
you know, same with my brothers and stuff like that. It's good to know that like, you know, the family's secure, especially mm. like, you know, literally less than 10 years ago, like where we were to where we are now. So mm. taking a little bit of chips off the table for that. Um, so that was a huge part of my why, right? Yeah. And, you know, the deal kind of made sense where I was able to do what I love, which is grow the business and be in the business, but at the same time, take a little bit of chips off the table. So like you're getting attention now, you know, <laughs> everyone and their mother is going to come for you. Yeah. Um, like you, you wouldn't want to see my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, bro. With those numbers, I believe right. it. Right. So, but you know, at the end of the day, like you are who you are. Your yeah. friends know who you are. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't have any new friends. You know, like it's like the same. I'm the same. I, I haven't changed. We're, we're all the same. Because uh, my why is the same. Yeah. And like you know, why you're doing this podcast, why you want to grow. Like you have that pie in the sky that you guys have that you want to go. Like laser focus. At the end mm -hmm. of the day, right? So, VCs will come. People will come. People will try to take. You know, I. <laughs> I have this, my, my best friend has a saying, he goes, everybody wants a piece. Yeah. Just a piece. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, a piece of what? Yeah. True. That's true. And what are you bringing to the table, right? Like as, as a, as a potential partner, I mean, fuck, seems like you guys found the absolute perfect partner. So a bad partner can be bad. Yeah. 100%. A bad partner can, yeah. it's like detrimental <laughs> to the whole thing. What would you say to someone that, that maybe is getting into a partnership now? Um, maybe some advice for like potential partnerships for any entrepreneurs out there. What should they be looking for? Um, I know we said energy, energy is a huge thing. Um, but like you said, even skill set, right? Like having opposite skill sets or having different skill sets, what kind of advice would you give someone that's in that position? Yeah. I mean, I, like if I were to go into any new business, um, and I would like take on a partner, like obviously, yeah, some skill sets need to be, you, you know, if you're not good at math, you want, you want someone to, you know, <laughs> yeah. finances, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if you love social media and you, your partner loves social media, then who's running the business? Yeah. Right. So like, that's a given. Uh, but I think on top of that, um, the values, like personal values. Yeah. Like what kind of guy are you? Yeah. Right. Like type of guy who runs when, when stuff gets tough. Yeah. When will you give up? And I won't, I don't ask those questions. You just watch. Yep. Right. Like we're kind of old enough now. Like, Hey, like, like, you know what, what, like, I can see, I can see your history, right? yeah. like constantly leaving jobs, yeah. constantly bailing on people, right? Like, you know, you say you're going to come for dinner and then you don't yeah. like little things like that. Not the biggest deal, but that's character. That's who you are. It adds up. Right. So, you know, I, I knew Lior was, was special because, you know, everything he said he was going to do, he did. Sick. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the type of person that I want to be with because when when we sit here and we get excited and we're like we're gonna work six seven p.m. until one in the morning yeah. and we're like oh Gary V you know like we're going <laughs> like, like we're doing we're like the motivation yeah. will fade yeah but like who are you because you said we're gonna do it till two a.m. yeah right and you know we've got funny videos of like literally falling asleep at the computer but the, when the values come through it's you're, you're unshakable yeah, yeah. Uh, and when when you're like the partnership is unshakable. That's amazing. Could do damage, yeah. Just have to compete. I, I like what you said, though. Like, you don't have to ask. You just watch. You observe, right? Mm -hmm. That's sick. Um, even with the with the preparation, I, I, I really like that. You said you're super prepared. You prepare, like, a year in advance, though, you said? Yeah. You try to, at least? We So, in 2018, I go to Lior, and I'm like, hey, what do you want to do, do for New Year's? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, part, you know, go somewhere, yeah. you know? He's like, I don't... <laughs> like he was like looking at me like like I'm an alien, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, 
he goes, or, you know, I sit on my couch and I plan the year. And that's I'm like, crazy. That's so sick. I love that. And he spent like thousands and thousands of dollars from, from coaches to build this program for himself. And I sat on his couch and he walked me through this five-hour step-by-step process on how we're going to build the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to work backwards. So you build your year three times. So the first time you build it, you like all these things you want, yeah. right? Personal, business, life, family, whatever your buckets are. And then you do this whole mood board stuff, but not like aesthetics so you can put on the back of your phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, fucking like, Tumblr, yeah. Like actual, like this house, yeah. this car, this look of my podcast, this and many, whatever is important to you, right? Yeah. You just put it on on that board. And then you write it, I want it in a way I need it and then I have it. Yeah. You cool. do that whole process three times. It takes a long, long time. So what's changing each time though? Like I guess you're are you becoming more realistic with the goal? Or are you trying to get more in detail with the goal? So we do like it's we do things like we do smart goals, right? Okay. So like specific, measurable, actionable, whatever, like attainable, sorry, um, time bound. So uh, realistic. So you every goal needs to be that. Yeah. Right. So like you're in sales. And you're like, I did a hundred sales last year. You know, next year I'm gonna do a thousand sales. It's like, okay, let's run it through it. It's specific, yeah, a thousand. Yeah. Okay, it's time bound. Yeah, I want to do it in the year. Is it realistic? And that's where people fall mm. every time. They go, ah, uh, I don't. <laughs> and then, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. the easiest thing to be realistic, it's let's just use real estate. I guess you're making real estate sales is. Is there a realtor out there doing a thousand sales? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so it's realistic. So like comparables or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just is it realistic? And then is it attainable? Well, and then that's the part we we work through. And we break it down to literally what you're doing tomorrow. And at what time? Wow. Oh shit. (laughs) And then all you're doing is basically like we love routine. Yeah. Right? Like as humans, like it's tough to be your own boss. Yeah. But what is being your own boss? Doing whatever you want to do? No. Bossing yourself around. Yeah. Be your own boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. we would break it down like, okay, we're doing 20 sales a day. I want to do 100. Mm. How am I going to do 100? You asked that earlier. How do you scale? Yeah. That's that's when we ask the question. How do yeah. we do it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, well, Amazon, we're only doing five. And the number one guy in the category is doing 100. If we can just get 5% of that. Yeah. Boom, I just made 10 sales a day. That's all we got to do. Just 5%. Okay. Where can we squeeze out 5%? All I need is 5%. Well, if we you know, do a slightly better ranking, we spend a little bit of money on, on PPC, if we have a little bit better reviews, we had a way of like gifting product and getting our product up. Like if we just do that, we can get to 10 sales a day. Okay, how long is that gonna take? It's gonna take three months. Okay, how many hours do we need to apply into it? It's like about 45 hours. Okay, so now I'm looking at my calendar and I'm going, okay, plotting my 45 hours. Within those 45 hours, what steps do I need to take? So then it's right there. Yeah. It's on, and I can do that every single step. It's visual. It's there. You can it's, see it. Right. So like, you know, Leo had this thing that he taught me. It's called plan plan tomorrow today. So like every single night before I go to bed, I'm planning my entire day out. Like if you saw my calendar, you'd throw up, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. every single day. It's yeah. when am I waking up? When am I eating? When, <laughs> when I first started, it was when I was showering, like everything. Wow. Yeah. Right. Every single part. So people say, oh, I'm going to work from nine to five. It drives me nuts. <laughs> 
or nine to ten or yeah, uh, yeah. I work twenty hours. It doesn't matter the hours. It doesn't matter like what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's getting done in those hours? True. And I'm like by the hour. Yeah. And then it has to match the goal. Right? Like I have this thing, some of my staff hate it, some of them love it. It's don't tell me what you did, just show me your calendar. Yeah. I don't care, just show me your calendar. Yeah. I'll see it. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding, right? You guys, mm. you guys say, you, let's say you're going to say, oh, we're going to do 100 podcasts this year. Okay, but like you're only doing two a week or yeah. you're only doing one a week. Yeah. It's not enough. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's true. The math yeah. doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So we work backwards um, oh. and then we're just doing step by step. And then at the end of the year, you look back and like, holy smokes, they just climbed a mountain. Yeah. So that's how you fucking 10 times did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah, that, that was the answer. I, yeah. I, I know where I'm spending my New Year's. <laughs> we oh, do it for house. free, actually, every single year. Oh, come on. Yeah. So since then, so the, the year after that, I was like, I changed my life. Yeah, because you life. probably look back and you're like, that fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, like everything in my yeah. life, right? Like yeah. I'm talking business, personal, my fitness, my like, everything. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you need to share this. What do you mean? It was just me and you? Like this is can't keep this to yourself yeah and he's like oh, I don't know. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like no no no. like next year i rented this space in my building i had like 40 people come that's it cranked it together and then it was corona so then we did it on zoom and we have like 150 200 people that join us on zoom every right. first or second of january and i'll be there I'll yeah f- i'll be there anyone can join yeah <laughs> yeah it's totally free we don't charge for it that's sick it's that's like fucking our, sick that's how we Damn, like i thought i was fucking good at manifesting shit bro <laughs> <laughs> that is taking it to the next level and i fucking love it i think that's a that's what you need to do but okay so let's say in your business do you do you take care of like hiring firing depending on the role yeah okay walk us through let's say what you look for when hiring someone um it depends on the role okay i mean nine like now it's tough yeah now there's more jobs than there are people looking for them so yep it's um <laughs> it like it's and there's there was a point during the pandemic where there was less jobs and more people looking mm-hmm. so but then there was the benefit of the fact that remote happened yeah. so yeah. we can hire from anywhere and so we've got a pretty international team we've got staff in the u.s and Canada, all over Canada, and the Philippines, and in India, and wherever you know, in Saudi Arabia, yeah, yeah. of course, um, in Australia, actually. So now it's a little bit different. Of course. So what's happening is we're seeing a lot of I call it fishing. Okay. So a guy who's in a job right now really likes his job, but mm, I want to <laughs> see what's going on. You know, so we're getting a lot of fishing, and it's tough to to weed out those the intention true and i get both sides like as as an employee you want the best deal yeah. right you want good work-life balance you want to get paid well you want to do what you love to do you want a boss that doesn't make you feel bad about your life um but on the flip side as an employer you want someone who over delivers you know who's great value is a good team player that, that takes initiative like you want all those things so it really depends we hire based on two things we Either we, we hired a train, which is what we how we started because we couldn't afford to pay guys 60, 80, 100, whatever they wanted. We couldn't yeah. afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we said is, okay, let's let's build a department. I'll get real good at it or Lear get real good at it. I'll become a pro and then I'll hire someone really junior and I'll teach. And then I'll, I'll create something special out of them. And at that point, you're just looking for work ethic, I'm guessing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Willingness to learn, interest in the space. I'll teach you everything you got to know. Uh, just bring bring that bring the energy, yeah, right. Because then if I can pass that on to you, then I can work on the next thing, and that's how you kind of plug and play. Cool. Now we're at a position where we're hiring people who are better, nice, right? So yeah. like guys on guys on our team right now are what they do, they can do it better than I can do it. 
So it's if they leave, I can't plug myself in yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right. I need to replace. And the only way to scale them is to either build a team around them or hire even better talent. So it's becoming really difficult. And in our space in e-com, we're noticing that the only talent comes from failed dropshippers, wow. uh, which are generalists. So it's tough to find people who are really good at specific things in the puzzle uh, or you go down the agency route. Yeah. Um, but I have a shtick with agencies. So. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the shtick, man. Come on, you can tell us about the shtick. <laughs> um, you know, we we used a lot okay. yeah. during our process, like tons for creative, for ads, for what, whatever. Yeah, Lewis. Yeah. Lewis was our was our ads guy for yeah. uh, almost two years. Our best ads guy for yeah. almost two years um, until we went in house. It depends where you're at in your business. Like some, sometimes the easiest fix is agency, um, but agencies can create a deal for young companies that puts them in a tough spot if if stuff works out. Okay, agencies are smart. They'll come in and say, "Hey, we'll give you a low retainer because you can't pay it." But we want a percentage of sales. Okay. We want mm-hmm. a percentage of this. We want a percentage of that. And in the beginning, you're like, uh, I don't have any sales. Sure. You yeah. know? <laughs> until you start, until you have that one night where you wake up and you're like, fuck. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. We did a million bucks and we promised these guys 5%. Yeah. Plus yeah. their retainer. It's like, holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. Let's pay them a hundred grand. True. Right. And uh, that happens a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Because agencies are being smart. They can't pick and shoot. They want more clients. Mm-hmm. But not every client can pay your big fee. It's true. So you, they started getting creative and saying, okay, wait a second. How can we make this work? Mm-hmm. And eventually what happens is two things. A, the business doesn't scale. So then they hand you off to their juniors. And then, yeah, and then you're not getting that good fucking <laughs> and you're getting, love. You're not getting that attention. Yeah, you love, you're getting yeah. subpar. Or the opposite, business does scale and you overpay. So it's very difficult to be in that limbo. We're very fortunate now where if we take on any agency, uh, like they have to do a good job for us. Because yeah. if they don't, then not that we would blast them, but we people, blast people ask us yeah, all the time. You can blast them. No, they ask us all the time. Hey, you, you use these guys? What do you think? Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. Of course. Yeah. Know, these guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. true. But I do the opposite yeah. all the time. Hey, use these guys. Use, use Lewis. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing for us. You, you're going to love him. Do, guy, do, like, do a lot of like entrepreneurs and businesses come to you for that kind of advice? Like all hey, the time. Should, yeah, eh? that's yeah, dope. All day long. It's like, hey, who do you use for this? Who do you use for that? Who do you use? Like, hey, it was in-house, but it's in-house now, but this is the guys I would recommend because I yeah. worked with them. They do good work. So now everything's in-house. Mostly. 99%. Actually, the only thing we use for an agency is uh, like we're doing a photo shoot in Montreal. So we'll yeah. hire an agency to support with that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but everything in-house. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say, I think even like from a from an agency perspective, like, the what you're saying in terms of like them kind of fucking businesses over mm-hmm. it seems it seems like more of a um like a paid ads agency situation like where they kind of take you over right speaking on us we're more he's free. just trying to not take it personal right? <laughs> no, no 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 i'm actually trying to think because it, it makes sense it makes sense right. but i'm thinking more like okay guys like us our agency we're just creative we're very right. creative social organic social so like none of our promises come in in the form of like dollar signs we're not just deliverables it's just deliverables we're like hey we're gonna give you like fucking amazing creative this is what you're gonna get you know what i mean or we're gonna run your socials blah 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 or organic right right? so yeah but that that's fucked that's actually crazy but the thing is like how do you decide the way you decide what you charge yeah is like a huge question mark with every client of course it's what do you need 
and then you do your own math on the back end and yeah, yeah you know what i mean like it comes down and then there's a certain point where like we've had we've we've worked with an agency for years yeah like the same one we've had really good agency relationship yeah but it only happens when like there's each person thinks they're winning you yeah. know what i mean of course yeah, yeah. the deal's got to be good for everybody for everybody yeah, right yeah, yeah. but because businesses are like this uh-huh. you know like if you're doing creative for someone's social you take over it's like boom like mm-hmm. they told you this is this is what i'm talking about and then it gets a little stagnant and they yeah. start sending you texts hey, hey what's going on yeah. no growth this month no yeah. growth this month and you're like come on yeah it took you from five thousand to twenty five thousand followers you know yeah, yeah. but they, they look and then you're like then you got to up, you got to up your game a little bit. Yeah. Now you got to put more resources, but it's the same retainer. And mm-hmm. Now you're getting pissed yeah. internally. So yeah. that's the problem. It's tough to keep that, and that's why there's churn. That's why yeah. you're bringing in new clients. You're hundred percent. But I think that's also a, uh, and this would be for I think for any yeah. business, just like uh, understanding exactly what you said. That businesses have the up and down, right? Like, dude, we've done so many times where a client's in a tough position and we straight up won't take a dollar from them mm-hmm. because we're, we're, we're also, we're coming up on three years in April. Like, so we get the whole startup. Like we understand that. Right. So I think that, that that's also just like a fucking, uh, you know, an experience thing, a relationship thing. But I mean, that, that goes for every business, right? Like yeah, understanding who you're working with, why you're working with them and what, what you're willing to do straight up from top to bottom, right. In good times and in bad times. Have you ever fired a client? Yes. Not yeah, many yeah. times I think in lots. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it didn't come right away at the beginning. We were literally either working for free or or actually losing money on deals just so that we could build a portfolio. Um, but we fired. Yeah, we fired some clients. Be, uh, and honestly, it w- sometimes in a few occasions they were some of our highest paying clients. Right. But if the relationship's not there and you don't respect what we do, and there's not like a, at the end of the day, yeah, like okay, you pay us money, we give you deliverables. You're not happy. We do our best to fix it and and and, and kind of uh, make that happen. But just because you pay me, it doesn't mean you can treat me a certain way, right? right. And I think that's a big thing. And, and that can even be said to employees, right? Like or to, to your staff, right? Like just because yeah. you pay me, still a level of respect we got to have. We're Always. all human, right? So I think that's a big thing. But yeah, I mean, you know, it goes both ways. I, I work with any agency that fires clients. Yeah, because then I know they put their their work over their pocket. Oh, dude, yeah. We put we put our work, we put our team, we put we put our team over clients sometimes. Like yeah, yeah. If, if, if a yeah. team member is disre- disrespected or something like that as well, like you have to later. No, that, that's that, that's actually happened like a couple times in the last <laughs> year where like our client, like you know, our our account managers are showing us just like texts or WhatsApp messages right. that are just like absurd, dude. Right. And like we'll, we'll straight up fire a client right there. Like yeah, I told you. So some some of our biggest retainers gone just because of like a level of disrespect that like you can't come back from you know what no. i mean but again going back to it we have those promises with some of our employees as well some of our team members where it's like hey if you stick around with us for this amount of time or we get to here that's this is what you'll get and so we'll always back you up right yeah, yeah. you you work for them exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> dude like I, I i don't know how you guys structured yeah. your business but in terms of ours like bro we i think finally 2022 we started paying ourselves and it's like a it's a it's a fucking hilarious salary you'd laugh but like we didn't take nothing dude like we didn't take nothing our employees till this day some of our junior employees are are making more than we are yeah that'll be like like that forever yeah yeah which we're okay with honestly we're cool with it all good we, we love the growth like we love seeing the business grow revenues up profits up fixing our margins shit like that right so yeah you gotta love the game you gotta love the game yeah we didn't take any money for yeah, for the first three, just last year. Yeah. There you go. Because we had to. Yeah, yeah. At, <laughs> at some point, I gotta live. Dude. I gotta pay my bills. We we had to, but um, yeah. No, that's. 
it's 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 funny because people start businesses trying to escape something, right? Yeah. Most most times you're escaping or or you don't want to have a boss and then you know you realize I don't know how many staff you have, like I got twenty six bosses. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Yeah, they're your yeah. boss. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. You know, I work for them um because I make promises. Yeah. And, you know, we gotta deliver. So it's unique. Yeah, no, we're 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 at about fifteen employees. Wow. Um which like we're we're just already ecstatic about. It's hard to even think that you get to a point like that. Um, but yeah, there are fucking bosses straight <laughs> up, yeah. man. Like They'll tell work, you that too. <laughs> yeah, they, we really work for them, and yeah, I think that's that's why we continue to grow and and track talent. Right? So so what's what's the end game? Oh, that's a great question, man. Um, we talk about it a lot. We talk about it a lot. Yeah. The goalposts have have changed over time, um, but I think I can speak for both of us in the sense that. We truly just want what's best for the business. I, I I don't know what other way to put it. What what you know, if the right deal comes across and that's a full buyout or a partial buyout or some type of partnership merger, like we're oh, you know, we're open to everything, but it has to make sense for the business first before we look at like, hey bro, make sure we get ten million in shares. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like we, we, we don't see it that way. So it's hard to say. And then more recently, um, as of like last March, we we decided to like add a media wing to the business which is like what you see here right uh, with it started with our podcast we've always we've always been a, a company of like proof of concept so before we like cr- like build out like processes for a, a service we like did it for ourselves first made sure it worked made sure we built a whole process around it and then we felt comfortable going out and trying to sell it right so we brought it you know upsell a client on something because we did it for ourselves here's a proof it worked right right we, you know we, we we did it very well here's how we're gonna do it Okay, cool. Now we can start selling it, right? And this is why you should buy it. And that started with our podcast. We're like, I, I always told Ernesto, I'm like, dude, I think there's a void in the market. Like, imagine like a bar stool, where like nobody's focusing on media in terms of podcasts and shows and stuff like that in Canada for some reason, right? Huge market, but no one's no one's attacking it. And so we're like, okay, cool. Let's start our own. See what the fuck we can do. And if we can do something good maybe this turns into a service. And I think now we're doing about 15 podcasts outside of our own. That you're managing. Managing, so producing, everything. social media. Yeah, man. Yeah, like top to bottom publishing for that. But, so. but I think even when we do that, it, it builds a lot of trust with, with the potential client as well. Because if we can put our money where our mouth is and, and spend our resources on, on trying it out ourselves, they look at us a, a little bit differently and they're like, you know what? All right, if these guys want to do it, let's try it out, right? It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a, that's a huge thing that many people lack. Yeah. is a one-stop shop for wings that aren't the biggest needle movers. Yeah. So you just want someone to take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So so we're full service. Dude. We got guys come in literally like <laughs> even for some of our clients, we book their guests. Like we literally all they got <laughs> to do is. We find them guests. We book their guests. All they got to do is walk in, talk, leave. That's it. <laughs> we we wow. take it, yeah. edit it, publish it, social media, content. Like we do everything, right? And that, wow. that's why our team is getting to the size it is because it's like, holy fuck, so much literally only have so many hours in a day right that's amazing um, and where do you source your talent you know what at the beginning a lot of it was coming from right out of school same concept as you right, right? people that were willing to learn that like literally had zero experience in any service that we were asking them to do but just came in and were ready to, to work hard yeah. right so a lot of it started from internships um that turned into full-time positions right and wow. uh yeah, some of our some of our team, yeah, that came from. I think our, our all of our longest standing employees yeah. who have been pretty much since day one were all like, dude, interns out of school with like they're re- like we would laugh. They bring a resume and we're like, just throw it out. <laughs> we're just like, all right, you ready to work? We haven't looked at resumes in a while. <laughs> oh, man. It means nothing. Like <laughs> it, it really mean. means nothing. So that that that's that's where our talent came from, and now now because of the growth, we're at a point where we're starting to like 
source them through, you know, LinkedIn, this and that. And right. even just people that, that come to us. Um, like we've had a lot of people just hit us up and be like, hey, I love what you guys are doing. I work here. This is what I do. We haven't done any, I would say, any head head hunting. Yeah, we haven't done any no. of that. I, I poach. Yeah? I'm starting to because I've built uh, a little bit of community on LinkedIn. Nice. Cool. So like when I message someone, they'll, they'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed yeah. to like before, like whatever. Um, but I'm noticing there's pros and cons to it. But, you know, there's a certain point, in, even in your business now, 15 people and like the better the, the people, the better the business. Of course. Of course. No, we're realizing that now. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. So it's like, mm, you know, because like you, if I were to say, hey, like I'm, I'm going to come and work with you guys. I know nothing about producing a podcast, let's say. Yeah. But I'll work even for free, but you got to teach me, I'm pulling your, like, I'm like the battery in the car. Like I just connected to your battery and I'm, yeah. I'm just sucking, draining, energy. Energy. draining you. Right. Yeah. And sure. And you're back to your mind. You're like, boom, I just saved a couple grand a month, but I'm taking your time. I'm not doing as good of a job. Yeah. I'm only, I can only be as good as you. Yeah. Right. Best case. I'm just as good as you. Um, so that's how we were doing it. And that's kind of sounds like how you were doing it. Then there's a certain point. It's like, wait a second. Like, how do I get to the next level? Yeah. yeah. And because you're not every day trying to learn the next little thing because you're managing so many different things, uh, finding the guy who is, yeah, is the sauce. That is literally what yeah. you just said is exactly where we are. Yeah. That is exactly where we're at in the business. I can read minds over here, guys. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Okay, listen, before we go too crazy. <laughs> no, I want to ask him one, no, no, one no, thing. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't, even the, it wasn't oh, even the question. I thought you were going to ask the question. Don't be scared, eh, bro. We got time. No, no, you scared me, bro. No, don't be scared. <laughs> I thought he was um, going to bang it out. I, I want to know Forbes 30 under 30. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, was that what you were going to ask him? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that, that's always been, like, something yeah. that we've always mm -hmm. uh, just fucking look up to. I'm about to lose that soon. Like, I'm getting old here. Twenty. 20 yeah. goals goal setting i'm building my 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 chart i got like a little small square um left I'm, i can't stretch my images far enough to like cover it <laughs> so i go on google and i'm like you know goals for business guys um and it was like you know 10 to 20 you want to try to achieve this 20 to 30 and i'm like oh forbes that's cool i take it the image was like perfect i put it on my on my vision board and that was it i was like okay <laughs> and, then, and then you woke yeah. up one morning and you were on a Forbes 30 under 30, right? Fast forward, um, you know, I was, um, this guy messaged me on LinkedIn and he goes, oh, what's his name? Whatever. And he was a, he was a Forbes winner and he goes, hey, Forbes uh, is asking me to nominate a few guys. Uh, so I nominated you guys because uh, I really love like your content. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. I'm like, Thanks. And then I get a call in August saying, hey, you're one of 3,000. Like, okay. <laughs> um, we just need to verify a few details. How old are you? Yeah. Right? Like, you know, what is it that you do? Give me like three sentences about the business. We'll do our own research. Mm -hmm. Sort of validate that it's like legit. Yeah. And that was it. It was like a five minute call. Thank yeah. you. And the next bye thing bye. you know, you're on it. And then I email her back and I'm like, and it was weird because I was, I was in Mexico and like I answered the phone. It was like, I felt like I really just like turned her off. So I emailed her back. I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, is there anything I missed? She's like, no, you're good. Okay. I'm like, okay. And like, when, like, how do I know? If I'm like getting close to the list. <laughs> and she's like, you'll find out when everyone else does. I'm like, all right. Okay. And then like November one morning, I'm like working and my, my buddy texts me and he's like, dude, you're kidding. 
And I'm like, what? He like sends me the, the thing and it's like, oh yeah, shit, we're on Forbes. Um, and then I went back and looked at my goals at the end of the year because we always do. And I'm like, holy smokes, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, um, but also right on time. Yeah, like perfect. And, you know, you realize it, it's cool, but like a lot, like, goal, like, just go back to goal setting for a second. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to have this. You probably already have it right now. So a part of the goal setting is you need to really feel it. The last part is I have it. Yeah. Right. And there's been times, right? Like where it's like, let's, I don't know, let's just say it's for a Ferrari. I really want a Ferrari. Okay. I want it. Have a Ferrari. And like, we, we go, I close my eyes and I'm like in it. Yeah. Feeling yeah. the, I'm feeling the leather. Like, <laughs> how's it make me feel? The, yeah. the exhaust. And I'm like, mm, doesn't make me feel that good. So, mm. I don't know. I actually don't want a Ferrari. Yeah. Cause I was, I just, I was just in one. I drove it. I don't know, yeah. You know, I just, in my brain, I was like, it didn't give me what I thought it would. Yeah. So, yeah we feel a lot of our future success already, right? True. That's man. That's manifesting. Yeah. yeah like yeah. people ask, oh, how was the deal? Right? Like change your life. Yeah. And me and Leo always laugh. Like when, when we signed it, we looked at each other, just like, well, yeah. give a little props, hug. And everyone's like, didn't you go nuts or whatever? It's like, no, cause I, I felt this three years ago and we said we would do it. I enjoyed it then. Right. So true. Like I already, enjoy, like all the success you're having now, yeah. like you already enjoyed when it was like you know when you got fired up yeah, yeah. like that was that's the fire and yeah. then after it's just the execution so like the actually getting forbes wasn't as exciting as when i thought and put it on my list and i'm like holy shit like i'm forbes 30 under 30 yeah. like, let's go you know like yeah i felt it and then i got it and it was like eh. i already yeah. felt it six months ago so and that's so true and i've always <laughs> like i'm I've talking always, to bob proctor right now to be no, honest no, it's, it, man it's so cool and it's and i've never really knew how to like put that into this guy said bob yeah, I never really knew how to like put that into perspective because yeah, I, I feel like every time me and this guy hit uh, what some people might think is a huge goal, mm-hmm. like we're just like I don't want to say we're not fired up, but like we're just like yeah, okay, like we it's almost like yeah, we knew that we already was said we anyways. were gonna do yeah, we already said it. Right? Right? You know, people get married and you ask them, oh, how's how's it now being married? And I was like, eh. yeah, because they were yeah, already you're, married. You're when married they got for time. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. already been married. Yeah. You know, so it's the same. It's the same thing in business. It's like when the public sees it, they get fired up. Mm. but you already felt it like it's like you know it's not like winning the lottery you get a ticket 100 percent. and then yeah. like oh my god <laughs> everyone's going nuts it's like you're sharing the moment with everyone and yeah. most most of your success you felt long before it even happened so, so true, it's man. and it's it's the it's the part i hate the most i'll be honest yeah. i tell you all the time i'm like there's we got to figure out a way to like not have this happen but you can't have it it just it's the way it is it's like yeah, I don't get to enjoy it when everyone else enjoys it because I've enjoyed it way before. Yeah. Wow. Like, I bought my mom that car years before, guys. Yeah. Years yeah. before when I said I was going to do it. I was fired up for you, though. Like, <laughs> straight up, dude. I yeah. saw that. I fucking loved I loved seeing that, man. Because it just, it, if, like, it just further valued that you're a fucking sick guy. I'm like, that's fucking dope, Yeah, it's man. like everyone else is so fired up. And yeah. I'm like, I already enjoyed this. You yeah, know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did this lo- years ago in my head. That's um, crazy. So it's kind of that, it's kind of the, 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 the yin and the yang of it, mm. but... I mean, that's the old man. Okay, listen. I know you probably got fucking bear shit to do, so <laughs> we're gonna. We'll, 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 At three o'clock, he's got a shower, bro. Because we, we can hurry up here. It's already planned. Listen, we are the MBH podcast. Money buys happiness. What are your thoughts on the term "money buys happiness"? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Does money buy happiness? I can tell you from experience. No. Okay. Um, I think there's. Well, let me take that back. Everyone always says no because they know that's the right answer. 
right? You guys <laughs> we try to say no we've, just to be we've that. Had, yeah. you know, we've had everything. We've had yeah. all fucking. Okay. Let me answer it properly. So realistically, yes, until a certain point. Okay. Right. I think it's like seventy, seventy-five thousand dollars. After that, it's like diminishing returns. Um, I used to be obsessed with this question, actually, like obsessed, because I'm like I used to be fascinated with rich guys. Like mm. I wanted to know everything about them, how they operate, what they eat. Like I wanted to know everything. I was always like, you know, I remember at the store, this guy would pull up in a Ferrari. I'm like, oh my god, how, what, what you do? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm always fascinated, you know. And I started to real like I I fell in this study that. I still look at till today. I think it was like in Zimbia or Zimbabwe. It was like a community of 4,500 people. And they transferred half of them money to their account. No strings attached. Yeah. Okay. For two years. Wow. Just straight money to their account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much it was, but it was like enough. Enough for them, yeah. And they would like track them and survey and do all this. And they noticed that the part that had them, that got the money, they didn't report happiness mm-hmm. but they were more confident they felt good about themselves their kids were feeling good about themselves they had bigger dreams right and i totally agree with that because for me money is like you know when you play basketball it's like it's like a scoreboard yeah right it's part of the game so you know it's you you feel better because you you said it earlier in the podcast you're like you know, we're scaling and, you know, now like we're making more. It's, it's because it's your motivation. It's like, it's, you're doing things the right way. Yeah. You know, your, your dad's not going to call you and be like, Hey, good job. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not happening yeah, 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 <laughs> so, no matter what, but what's yeah. the good job? The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. So it, in a way, money gives you the tools to do things that will make you happy. True. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, being able to support my parents makes me happy. Right. Yeah. You know, being able to, uh, build something special and and support twenty five people in our team and feed their dreams. That makes me happy. Um, the question is, it's like how much money do you need, right? So it's it really depends on how you use it. I do not think um, that actual just like if I gave you dollars right now, you would leave here happier. I that just <laughs> no, <laughs> depends no, on no. much, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But like e- I hear you. even then, like right, like yeah. even if even if I don't know. I the guy walked in here with ten million bucks and said, "Here, here you go, boys." Right? Okay. What are you gonna do? Buy a better house? Okay. But you can buy your parents' house? Okay. Yeah. Then what? Like I, I always tell people, they're like, "Oh, I would." Okay. Actually, you have ten million bucks. What are you gonna do? Buy a house? Okay. You have nine. Yeah. Buy cars for everyone you know. Okay. You have eight. Yeah. Buy what? How many clothes are you gonna buy? <laughs> okay. Okay. You have seven. Yeah. Oh my god, a million in clothes, yeah. and for your whole community, everyone's getting lunch every day on you. Okay. What are you gonna do with the rest? Yeah, and they go, oh, stocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you want to lose it all? <laughs> stocks, yeah. okay. Like that's my point. Yeah. But like you yourself, you're not actually that much happier. You, True. Uh, we're only happy when we do what we love to do. Yeah. Um. So freedom. Yeah. And like that's that for me is like people are like why you work all day because I'm like that's what I want to do. If I didn't want to do, I wouldn't do it. Facts. You know? Yeah, mo- the money for guys like us is just a byproduct of of us doing what we love. It's anyways, just just right? scorecard like golf. Yeah. You know? I like it's that scoreboard kind. Yeah, it's I just like the scorecard at yeah. the end of the day. And and there's no saying that. You know when you go golfing, you guys you guys don't look like you're good at golf. <laughs> well, but I suck. I, I gotta okay. get into it. Everyone's telling me, all my boys like, <laughs> yeah. no. I'm not good at golf either. Okay, that's why I, I know. Okay, what, I know what people who don't look good at golf. I know what they look like. They <laughs> they look like hot on this guy's like, bro, this guy sucks at golf. <laughs> I suck at golf too, right? Yeah. But I go with guys that suck. Yeah. And we all play, and our scorecards are fun for us, mm-hmm. right? But if I went with like a professional guy, 
it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. We're playing different games. Yeah. Right. But then a day only matters about my scorecard. That's the cool thing about golf. It's really an, like a one person game. You just get to experience it with other people. True. So like you guys are, it's your scorecard. Yeah. I can't come and look at your scorecard and be like, why aren't you happier? Or why aren't, this yeah. sucks guys. This is awful. Yeah. I can't do that to you. Yeah. You'd be like, leave man like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't worry yeah, about yeah. my scorecard it's very much like golf yeah. right okay. so it's you guys and that's the beauty of partnerships like i i can never be a solo found solo founder yeah you'll never see like aaron starts his own business by himself yeah. i like sharing i like that's why you were so like co-founder <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah, I, I love that I like that yin and that yang i love like when times go tough you send him a text saying yo what the f and he's like don't worry yeah. You know, and you do the same, you know, yo, like this, is, this isn't working. Do you see what that client said? And you're like, don't worry. Yeah. Like that, that's like, we're keeping score together. It's like, and then we share it and it's, there's a beautiful magic to it. It's true. Um, and that's why it's like, what does money buy? It's like, it buys a little bit of opportunity, but it's really it. Like yeah. happiness, like dude, happiness is like the number one thing I prioritize in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. It's the hardest thing to maintain. That's a fucking fact. <laughs> that is an app. I'm getting that tatted on me, bro. <laughs> no, man. How fuck. many more tats are you going to get, bro? Yeah, you guys no, got a lot man. of tats. We just did the, we just, it's still healing. We just did the, the podcast logo. I did it on the hand so you know it's fucking real. Yeah, you guys are whack. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking whack. Hey, listen, if you watch this podcast, you already know that. But This is crazy. Wow. Dude. Wow, what a chat, man. Fuck. fuck. Appreciate you uh, coming out and doing this for real. I don't even know how long we went. We'll find out. But, uh, but, dude, once again. Uh, first of all, absolutely impressive. You know what you you and your partner have done. It's it's uh, it's something that I think a lot of our listeners will take a lot from. So thank you for coming to do that. I appreciate it. Nice, thanks for um, having me. This is amazing. Yeah, more success, you. more blessings, yeah, brother. Yeah, I, I more happiness, man. Of that's course, it, that's, it. that's it. And if you've made it this far, thank you. We love you. Subscribe, like, comment, fucking ask questions, whatever. He'll be on the fucking. We'll make sure Aaron is commenting back. Leave a fucking review on Hush if you have one. And if yeah. you don't, buy one and then leave a review. And let <laughs> yep. us know. And on that note, Nusht. We fucking out.